get this a dating site for anti-vaxxers called Unjected. Unjected has been removed from the Apple App Store. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. Frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo. Rest in peace, Wheezy. Unjected Show with your hosts, Shelby Thompson, Scott Armstrong, and Zach Brown. The Unjected Show is intended for an adult audience and may contain explicit material. User discretion is advised. Aloha. Aloha. Happy Friday. Welcome to the Unjected Show, fam. Welcome to the Unjected Show. Happy Friday. I'm very stoked to be here. It's been a long week and uh, we're back in the saddle, baby. Back in. We're a week, what, like a week out, a little less than to Valentine's Day? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. Yeah, To some, that's a good thing. To to some, it's a good thing. To some, it's a bad thing. But you will tell us what, what you. Tell them what we got going on, Shelby. That's why I was like, don't cringe yet. You still have a chance. (laughs) Valentine's Day, you guys, right off the bat, you got to go RSVP for our X. Is it called X space? What do you call it? X spaces, Twitter spaces. Yeah, whatever. Twitter space. We're going to host an unvaxxed love match on Twitter space. So if you are a single person who wants to find your love of your life, Please come on over. I want you to bring your best bio. I want you to be ready to tell us a little bit about yourself and be open to meeting somebody amazing. That's it. That's all that, that's all you got to bring is a good attitude and a little bio. And we're going to find you love. There you go. Now, you, now the, the contingency is you have to have a profile on injected. That's right. Because you, and we, so yeah, you, if you want to actually read us your bio, you're going to send us your at username. We're going to mm-hmm. double check your user or a member and that's it. Yeah. Let's so it's going to be, an, it's going to be an interact. Out. Totally. Totally. It's going to be an interactive Twitter space in combination with the show here. Right. Yeah. So we're going to be streaming the show out on like rumble and everything. And so we're trying out something new. We're going to try and incorporate the two, the spaces and the, 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 the live stream. And we're going to try to figure out and it's going to be a test run, but also it's going to be epic because we're going to match some people up. And uh, it's going to be. We're going to play the dating game on Valentine's Day. Exactly. So you got to know what kind of ice cream you're going to come. How would you be eaten? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So that is going to be on Valentine's Day. So if you're going to be sitting there eating ice cream all by yourself, you know, as many of us will probably be doing, you can come join us and hang with us. You know (laughs) what I'm saying? There you go. And 7 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Eastern. That's right. Yeah. Forgot the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And. We have a rad guest today, you guys. Another freedom fighter is joining us from, gosh, I think in your neck of the woods. Yeah, exactly. So we've got two Tennessee people in the house. So Kelly Kelly Walker from Real Freedom Talk. He's been uh, fighting the establishment on all kinds of fronts, has his own show, uh, realfreedomtalk.com. Kelly, welcome to the show, man. What's going on? Hey, thanks. Good good to see you guys. Yeah, we've been in Tennessee for about a year before that. We're in Tucson and prior to that, mm-hmm. Oregon. So I think you have a in Oregon too. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, I escaped Oregon in 2022 and landed here in Nashville. So, oh my man, God. We're, we're on very Tucson, similar paths. What a fucking awful city. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you escape the tyranny too? Just like Scott? You just like ran, like had to get out of there? Oh, yeah. I, I was arrested twice in Tucson for, yeah. for speaking. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, wow. Well, we're yeah. Gonna get, we're gonna, I want to get into that because I know that's a big uh, part of kind of what like activated you, I think it sounds like in a lot of ways, yeah. right? So, so definitely we'll get into that for sure. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah. And then we met at the American Liberty Awards. That was so cool oh, down in Austin. Yeah. And, uh, we're like, wait a minute, you're in Tennessee. So it's like this, I'm, I'm glad we finally connected. And, and I know that there's like a lot of collaboration potential here. So, and, yeah, and, for sure. For yeah, sure. yep, yep, definitely. So, so, all right. So, well, first of all, I, I'm curious, tell us a little bit about real freedom talk. Tell me about yeah. your platform. Tell me about what you guys do over there. Sure, sure. Well, for years, I've, I've been a writer, among other things. I'm also, uh, I have a bachelor's in English and theology and then a, a master's, master of science degree. And um, I, I've been writing for a long time. Um, about the time the lockdowns were just starting, I had been working briefly as editor-in-chief for a national medical publication. So I think I was probably about six months into that. And we started hearing about this virus that was coming. And uh, we were getting information before the public was that the main doctor from this Seattle-based company, main advisor, is known as Boston's top doctor. He's from China originally. So he had all kinds of links. We were getting information. And, you know, with a science background, I understood what was going on. Part of my job was to listen to Dr. Leslie Fang's webinars, three-hour-long webinars, and write continuing education questions for uh, doctors and dentists across the country. So I had a really good grasp of what was going on. I understood the the science, and then I watched uh, uh, even even that doctor get dishonest and watched the world go go nuts over something that we knew from the beginning. It never changed that this was going to be a low mortality uh, disease that would mainly affect uh, people with pre-existing conditions, elderly, that sort of thing. And uh, like I said, I <clears throat> I got arrested first first time in. Uh, <laughs> you, got the, you got the badges of honor. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I might be a little bit of a troublemaker, but basically, I started Freedom Talk after that arrest when I saw what was happening, and I understood r right off the bat that not only that uh, they were using uh, a virus, a, a fairly you know relatively harmless virus unless you were in certain categories they were using this uh not only to create fear and division to close down small businesses but i saw the politics and i saw the patterns of of what was going on you know the warsaw ghetto for example the jews were herded in there for their own safety because of a typhus epidemic so i started seeing these these patterns and after I was first arrested, we had a little coffee shop called Viva Coffee House in Tucson at the time. Um, everybody saw this arrest on TV and uh, just tons of people like the, the day after the arrest, they were just there were lines out the door, people coming. And I was hearing people's stories and seeing what they were going through. And um, oh, I just can, decided, I, can I stop you, though? Can, what yeah. happened, though? What happened in the how did you get arrested? What were they stopping you from doing, like just speaking or being there? Yeah. Well, what was the real story versus the the <laughs> charge? Because I'm sure there's a yeah, there's a sure. gap. Sure. Well, first of two, part one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I joined the handcuff club, 
<laughs> so we had this coffee shop. We opened it October of 2018 and things were going along great. We're growing. You know, we had put uh, all of our savings into it, you know, big investment for us. And then when the lockdown started to happen, first of all, like I said, I was working in that field. So I realized we, the six foot spacing is nothing. Masks, masks don't work. I knew that before they started to scrub the internet, I had done studies on this. I mean, across the board, no, we don't recommend generalized masking. And so I was trying to educate people and help with, with fear. And But we ran the coffee shop. We had to get inspected by Pima County. By the way, same Pima County that just gave James O'Keefe a bunch of grief, if you've seen that. Oh. Um, it's a communist hellhole there. We didn't know that moving there. We, we moved from Oregon and thought, man, we're going to have a quiet life. We're going to get our, our first house together. We're going to, um, you know, kind of mind our own business, have a garden, live this quiet life. And, and I failed miserably because uh, that, that didn't, that wasn't the situation for very long. So we're, we're, we're running this coffee shop. We got through the, uh, you know, you have to close the dining room, all that garbage. And I'm sitting in the coffee shop one day and I start noticing there's just this uptick, huge uptick in fake reviews about our shop, comments on posts. I mean, it was just this tsunami of negativity. And then people are calling the coffee house, threatening our baristas, this, this nut bar who did this for quite some time, uh, threatened to kill my family, kill my children. All this what? stuff is going on. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, what the heck, you know, and when you're a business owner, you get a negative review and that's, that's stressful. Like, Oh, what, mm -hmm. what happened? You know? But I mean, it was like a flood and, and people saying like, oh, COVID coffee house and all this stuff. Oh, so it's my kind of coffee house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccine in every cup. No. <laughs> so, so people started sending me screenshots. They said, did you know you're on the Pima County website, which they later called the Pima County Wall of Shame? So what they had done, the Pima County Board of Supervisors set up this page and they set up a program where anybody could go around go to a business and say, I don't think they're compliant. They could report them. For narcs? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and like literally one night we were having a meeting and, and this lady was circling around the coffee shop filming us and almost hit my my child. I you know what? I, I'm I'm that's insane. And I mm -hmm. was just about to say this sounds like the behavior of distressed lesbians. That's there's no <laughs> there's no other group that um, yeah, it would take to online like that. Even the even gay men, they don't spend that much time online. <laughs> Distressed lesbians, certainly. Did you ever? Did you have an attractive uh, female waitstaff? Perhaps we, we, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Part, so yeah. I think probably what it was is is yeah, it was a it was a distressed group Feminist. of lesbians who <laughs> wanted to kill you and your family. I think that's. Well, no offense to you, but this one redheaded creature that came in, uh, mm. hoofed it into the shop. She, she looked like she could have fit that. I mean, she, this lady comes in. Uh, let's just say she's solid, right? She yeah. comes in and starts taking pictures of all these moms and their kids. Yes. This mom chased her out. Like you can't, you can't take pictures of my children. So this was the environment we were in, and people said you're on this wall. So I reached out. I, I reached out to the Pima County Board of Supervisors. I emailed them and said, hey, we passed our inspection. We've got the sticker up on the wall. You know, we did their little thing. And 
they said, oh, well, you know, we can take it down in about two weeks. <laughs> I said, you don't seem to understand. People are threatening to murder my children. My wife doesn't even want to let the kids play out front. So uh, one of the, the decent supervisors on the board, there were two Republicans and three Democrats. And I wish Democrats weren't always lately on the wrong side of everything. But as it turned out, it, it was the two uh, Republicans. One of them invited me to the Pima County Board of Supervisors meeting. And so I could go tell them what was going on. <clears throat> yeah. And I got a ton of press. And I mean, it, the, the, the press was ridiculous. I'll tell you about mm -hmm. that in a minute. But long story short, by the way, this was the only board meeting during the whole lockdown period that was in person. And I realized they had set it up because they wanted to arrest me. Mm. I, so I got invited. I, I met the, the chief of staff of one of the supervisors. I, I went in. Uh, they're trying to make me wear a mask. And I had promised myself I'm not wearing a mask. I mean, like, this is dumb. You might as well ask me to wear a pink tutu around. I'm not doing it because it's mm -hmm. stupid and you can't make me do it. And so, you know, I went through the little security check and there's a sheriff's office there. You well, sir, you have to wear a mask. I said, no, I don't. Well, yeah, you do. I said, it's, it's not a law. Yeah, but you have to wear one. What, if, what happens if I don't wear one? Well, I'll arrest you. So we went back and forth and I pushed it as much as I can. So it was the only time I ever put one of those dirty things on my face. And I had it like, like here, right? Yeah. And I, I go in and I sit down and I take the mask off and I took the little rubber piece and I snapped it like the little earpiece and then <laughs> sat there. And sure enough, the meeting stops. Ramon Valadez, the board of supervisors chair stops the meeting. He looks at me, sir, sir, you need to wear your mask. And I just stared at him for a good 15 seconds. It's broken. <laughs> so I was, I was every step of the way, but then I, it came my turn to, to, to go up and you have three minutes to say your deal. Right. So I just started reading some of the comments on that, that were on our social media, having been in marketing and advertising, first word out of my mouth was the F word because I wanted to get their attention. I wanted them to see what like my wife wakes up to see or my kids, daddy, why is this bad? Why are these bad words on it? You know, mm -hmm. on our Facebook or whatever. And, um, you can watch the video. It's it's out there. It's it's played a, a bunch of times. And um, within 30 seconds of starting to speak, they had three sheriff's officers surrounding me and handcuffed me. Um, I don't know if you have that video with you, but um, uh, possibly I do have the article here. I have this article. <clears throat> Pima County board, uh, business owner handcuffed, escorted out of supervisor meeting September 15th, 2020. I'm assuming that's you. Oh yeah, Kelly Walker, right there. Yeah, right. that's me right there. Legend, what a legend! Yeah, that's <laughs> that is the legends that that yeah, you're gonna look back on one day. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, I could, uh, well, I could give you a link or something. But uh, so I'm up there. These these guys are behind me. I have really no idea what's going on. I haven't been arrested before. You know, I'm, I'm pillar of the community kind of person. Mm -hmm. Well, when. when when people are looking anyway, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm up there. He cut this bald guy comes up behind me. He's, he's trying to pull my, uh, arms behind my back. I could send you guys a link actually, if you want to link. To yeah. That. Let's see. I want to see it. If you, you, if you have it handy, you can put it in the chat. Um, on oh, here. Sure. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually I'm going to send you, it's a few minutes long. It's when I was, oh, I, I think I got it. I think I got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. 
I was on the Eric Metaxas show twice so far, and they're going to have me coming back and give an update. This is on uh, Justine Wadsack, <laughs> AZ State Senators. Oh, yeah. There's a shorter one, though, okay. um, I can, because I can... she shows the whole event. Yeah, she she uh, she she looks like a little guard. <laughs> <laughs> is she is she a good guy or bad guy? Uh, no comment. <laughs> oh. Supposed to be. You good. Know what we know oh, know. she's supposed to be good. Oh, okay. I, I sent you a link. It's a John Fredrickson interview, but um, you can you can just skip ahead to the arrest if you want. Okay. Um, I'm right. gonna queue up a, a little montage I made from the Texas show. Too. They did. I, it does feel like a setup the way you're describing it. They invited you just oh, to it, mess with you. It totally was. And I, I've got some things to tell you that are going to blow your mind, too. Just it, this is only the start, honestly. Here, I'll give you. I'm going to give you. It's the old Viet Cong strategy. You, you lure them in and then they fall. And then spikes stick into their Achilles and they can no longer walk. And then they come home and then they're so distressed from the action that they've seen over there in Vietnam. So they start hitting women and children, not even their own. And it becomes a problem. It's the old Viet Cong strategy. It's very, very useful. It's very, very effective. Is it ethical or moral? No. That's up to the listener. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody's got a different perspective on that. Well, yeah, that's, there we go. It was like it was like twenty foot spacing in there, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Look at, there's like no one in. Not place. available. All the seats are like not available. Do yeah, not, not stay here. You will die of. It would be funny though. This is this is by the way this is Tucson. This yeah. Is, yeah. So I don't think that they even necessarily space them out because of COVID. I'm pretty sure that enough Tucson residents just shit their pants in all of yeah. those fucking chairs. So they had to close them off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Here okay. we go. Your business goes down the shitter. You suck. It's that time of month and I'm feeling pretty free on my hormones are making me upset. No, you're going to hear this because your health department made us hear this. Mr. Walker? You're going to hear this. Mr. Walker, if what? you don't watch your language, I'm going to have you escort out of the room. Your health department threw us under the Sir, bus I'm and the constant you. barrage of this kind of language Sergeant Arms. has been sent. Please escort this man out of the, uh, the hearing room. Yeah. No. Your health department Sir, threw us to the rage Sir? mob. I've asked you. I've asked you to, to uh, behave and, and to. Uh, I have a right to speak. Okay. I have a right to speak. Let go of the podium. I'll, I'll censor the language, but you need to understand that my family has been submitted to threats. My family has been submitted to threats because of you. Death threats on my staff. You are violating my civil rights. You are resisting. I'm not resisting. I'm just strong. And you're going to hear from me. You're going to be getting a class action lawsuit. Let me get my things, please. Is this how you want to do this? Sir, I asked you to abide by certain rules, and you would not support You Look at that fucking guy. Oh, my gosh. Now, this, this, this pant load right here. It, we yeah. found out later that uh, he had called in the complaint. He'd never been to the coffee shop. So completely corrupt, called called in the complaint to the department. Okay. And they wanted to set somebody up. They wanted to find somebody. And, and it, we found out later, too, that they were pissed off beyond belief that somebody actually came to confront them about this. 
Mm-hmm. So th- they were looking for a reason to arrest me. They were waiting. It was a the setup. The way that they swar- swarmed you, you know, we told you to behave. It was like, that was, what, 30 seconds? That was, mm-hmm. that was insane. Yeah, you, you, you don't get to do that. And, you know, it was dismissed because everybody knew it was a false arrest. So I got to tell you this, some great stories behind this, and I, I wish I could hit them all. But uh, I went back to the coffee shop after this, and man, was I, I pissed off. And as I was sitting back there, by the way, with my arms behind my back in the booking room, this this bald guy that put the cuffs on me, he says, ah, I'm in so much trouble with my wife. We're we're patriots and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, then why do you do that? He said, well, I don't want to lose my job. I said, your job is to protect people like me from people like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, my wife must be so worried because by then I knew it was on TV. My wife was home. (laughs) She what she was actually thinking was. Oh, you guys just fucked up. Mm. <laughs> she got me this. She got me this. She's like, you, you fucking with a stick. Yes. So, so now, did you see an influx of like patriotic people or or people oh my that are like oh, on ours, yeah. like like coming and supporting yeah. you and, and yeah 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 yeah. Well, well, let me say that that day I went back to the coffee shop. I was the only one in the shop at the time, and in walks eighty-four-year-old Krista Reynolds, who had been a, a little girl in Nazi Germany who experienced the Berlin airlift. She wrote a book called Born to War about her memoirs about that. She comes in because she's concerned about me and I'm sitting there. She's, she's standing next to me and she says, Kelly, I have not been so afraid since I was a little girl. And I, I just, I had read her book and I saw that little girl coming out the fear. So I stood up and I put my arms around her and I said, choked her. You're never going to go through that again, as long as men like me are alive. And no. it was just this amazing moment. And um, then, yeah, the next day we had lines out the door. In fact, Good. people from all the law enforcement agencies oh. came. People from the very same sheriff's department came and said, oh. one, one sheriff's officer said, I would have quit my job before I would have made that arrest. We all yep. know that was wrong. I tell you, and I think that that's a, huge, that's a huge lesson in all this, right? And so like whatever the tyranny that comes next, whatever happens next, like, right, we're not, we're, the, the establishment or all the people, all the useful idiots that fall in line. Yes. They're going to attack. They're going to do the, 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 the bad reviews and all that stuff, but it will also attract our people. Our people mm-hmm. will be pulled into it. You know what I mean? Like we yeah, have a very yeah. similar situation out in Oregon. I just want to give a big shout out to Trudy and along came Trudy. Nice. This is the coffee shop in Springfield, Oregon, who stood up hundred percent did never close the doors. You could see it was like a rallying point for like Patriots and all this stuff, dude. Like, yeah. This is like right at right. Yeah, Trudy's the best. And we were doing like clandestine, like speakeasy meetings, like after the business was closed. That's when all of us, like freedom fighters, would get together and like have our little meetups, like in in, like in secret and stuff. And like, so there was an incident where, um, right when the first, right when the lockdowns first happened, they said, "Nope, we're not closing down." And uh, and and there were times there was a couple events that we had there where it was like uh, like the three percenters. And uh, like some, a lot of like militia folks, like would like encircled the parking lot with their vehicles and there were armed guards there, like AR 15s out front standing guard. And there was a time I wasn't here for this particular time, but apparently the, um, the OSHA or what was it? OSHA or I think it was OSHA. Like anyway, the, the state health people showed up and they said, and then they were met with armed guards and they said, Nope, you're not coming in. And the OSHA people are like, well, we need to come in and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, nope, you're not coming in. And so the OSHA people called the police. The Springfield police showed up and told the state officials, get out of here. <laughs> oh, nice. So they won. Nice. Like, like Trudy never backed down, never. Stand up. 
not and we're doing it yeah we're doing we're doing a dude yeah so that is the lesson like yes it sucks yes there's a lot of pain and suffering but man if you if you hold the line you'll be rewarded yeah i'd like to shout out another great place another great patriotic place please please uh, and I want you to look up the picture because it's got yes. a cool picture. Al's Oasis in South Dakota. Al's Oasis, South Dakota. Al's Oasis. It's right on the Missouri River. Um, it's one of my favorite places in the entire uh, states that have been united. And <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice little place. I it's it's kind of it looks like a saloon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it right here. I think I got it right here. Right, yeah. right here. Um, I don't even think of one in Hawaii. Yeah, there, there it is. There That's it is. It. That's it. Al's Oasis. Now, they did absolutely nothing to, to benefit uh, the Patriots during the COVID crisis, <laughs> but they did stay open, and they Good. had none of the bullshit, and Good. they were great. Is that really the size of their sign? I mean, <laughs> I have sign envy all of a sudden. So, yeah, and you know what's crazy? So if you literally turn around, if you would – if you were to turn this picture around, yeah, uh, you would just see the the Missouri River. Oh wow! Yeah, interesting. It's great, interesting, awesome. You see I ninety and and uh, the Missouri River. It, it were these. It, it was these people who stood up when it mattered most. When it was yes. the biggest risk, they forged the trail. They were like the Marines taking the beach. And we need to remember these people. We need to totally. remember the first ones in. And what it did in our area was. Like, actually, one of the Border Patrol Special Forces guys, you know, all in camo and just really buff and in shape, he came in and he said, oh, man. So this guy comes in, you know, he looks like a tank and he's looking at me like I'm some sort of God, you know, Greek God or something. And he's like, somebody finally stood up. And it was just so great for people. Yeah. Like, it, it, it broke through. Speaking of breaking through, I, I embarrassed my family because we went to Walmart. And, you know, they had the tape where they're corralling you. Yeah. Not that. I'm not going to be treated like cattle. So I just walked through it till it snapped. <laughs> and this lady comes chasing after me and she's got a shaved head. And I'm like, oh, here we go. She's like looking it after me. She's got a kid in her heart. And I thought, oh, here comes the Karen. She's, she says, thank you. Thank you. Somebody's oh, finally standing up to this. And it was just this amazing. Great, I great. love that. And for people you wouldn't expect, that's like what Dr. McCullough said, you know, you never know who's going to no. be the most courageous person. You just, no, never know. you never know. You, you can't do. judge a book by its cover. I mean, a lot of times you can, but <laughs> but that but, woman but should I've grow her hair out. She I've should. Been, she should. She should know better. I've been surprised. <laughs> I've been surprised. Hard to know. Hard to know. Sweet, sweet gal, though. Second time I went through the tape. This time they were waiting for me. And uh, was that the second arrest? <laughs> no, no, that was. I didn't get arrested. For that. But that was funny because then a guy like escorted me out, like security guy, you know. And he gets me out there and he says, you know, I need it. I wanted to be the one to walk you out because I'm I'm former military, former police. I agree with you, man. I didn't want you to get in trouble. I agree with you. And I said, then stand up to it, you know. Say something. And, yeah. And, you know, you, you, you end up doing audacious things you never would have imagined you would, like kicking the health inspector out. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. But actually, that that second link I sent you, it's okay, a few yep. minutes long, but. Rather than retelling the whole story around the second arrest, if you want to play that, um, let's see it in action. <laughs> yeah, you can see it. You can hear the whole story. It's, it's like an episode of Cops. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So let's do this. Okay. It, it's uh, it's from the Eric Metaxas show. He's he's been great, by the way, in, in covering this. Okay. 
Um, let's see here. So, so to set this up now, is this still in Tucson? Is this still? Yeah, it's still in Tucson. And then so what, what, God, I fucking hate that city. I, <laughs> I loved it as a kid, and it's beautiful, and I love the desert. But Yeah. All right, here we go. How would you be arrested for speaking? The federal government has been persecuting me and my family for about four years. We moved out to Tucson from Bend, Oregon in 2017 in part to get away from the left. We ended up opening a small family coffee shop. The lockdown started. We were targeted by Pima County. We started getting threats, people calling the shop. We didn't know what was going on. And some customers started sending me screenshots and said, you're on the Pima County wall of shame. Well, what is that? It's a website that Pima County had made to list supposedly non-compliant businesses. And they had set up this program. It became this nice Nightmare. So one of the Pima County Board of Supervisors invited me to one of the meetings because I had emailed and said, hey, you've wrongly listed us as non-compliant. It's caused my family to have death threats against us. So I went to this board meeting. My wife and kids have to wake up and read these foul comments. So I just started reading them. Everyone knew I wasn't directing these at the board, but they treated it as if I was disorderly simply for reading comments that were on our own social media. And within 30 seconds of speaking, I was surrounded by sheriff's officers. I was handcuffed and I was let out of the room and I was arrested for disorderly conduct for speaking. We came to find out later that the chair of the board had actually been the one who made the so-called complaint, had never been to our shop. They wanted to choose a target to assert their authority and they found that there was somebody who was actually going to come confront them. A year later, I was arrested again for speaking and actually that second arrest is what's most relevant right now. I got a frantic call from a father. He said that his son was being quarantined. They forced him to wear a mask. He threw it in the nurse's trash and they made him dig it out of the trash. He said, would you come here and witness this? Help me keep calm and help me figure out what to do. I actually called another father. I thought, let's have a couple of witnesses. Now this is where things get interesting because we were set up, media worldwide portrayed this incident as three large men stormed a school, tried to arrest and kidnap and zip tie a principal. The police were called and they fled. If you go to my website, you'll see actually what happened, which is nothing of the sort. Three fathers got arrested for sitting in a school office having a conversation. The main judge in Tucson, he said, you guys didn't stand up. You didn't take a threatening step toward anyone. All you did was disagree. And then he turned to the school district and said, you don't get to tell them how they disagree. You look like you might have a question. <laughs> I'm just so fascinated that the wickedness of this, Americans need to wake up. This is so unacceptable. It is evil. And when you have actors like this, when you have people like this behaving like this, if you do not push back, if you do not do something, you're guilty. And I thank God for you, Kelly Walker, standing up. I hope folks will go to givesendgo.com slash freedom talk. Givesendgo.com slash freedom talk. We'll be right back. You do not do something. Okay. There's one more segment, this last segment. Okay, if if you want to play it, it's kind of okay. Yeah. Sure, sure. Let's do the next story. I, I, I was like jaw to the ground, like zip tied, fled. Yeah, dude. What? It's unbelievable. <laughs> These people, they're just like Unreal. they're cowards. They're cowards. They're absolute they are, cowards. They really are. They're absolute cowards. And then yeah, the theatrics of it too. It's like yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I got some thoughts, but here, let's watch the last segment. You're guilty, and I thank God oh, for you, Kelly Walker, standing up. I hope folks will go to give, send, go dot com slash freedom talk give send go dot com slash freedom talk we'll be right back the federal government targeted innocent parents who are trying to be advocates for their children 
September 29th, 2021, the National School Board Association sent a letter to Joe Biden asking for federal assistance dedicated to these dangerous parents and this whole domestic terrorist narrative came about. By October 4th, Merrick Garland issued the memo designating parents as domestic terrorists. Then October 18th, there was a letter by 14 attorneys general sent to Garland and Biden citing this National School Board Association letter as a massive fraud. One week ago in a letter dated October 18th, 2021, my fellow attorneys general and I laid out the facts surrounding the massive fraud that the National School Board Association has perpetrated on the American people. In a letter to the Department of Justice, NSBA accused parents throughout the United States of, quote, domestic terrorism and hate crimes, warranting the invocation of the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. We've never seen it in our lifetimes until the nonsense of COVID and the masking and the mandates started to happen. Nobody had ever seen anything like this in our lifetimes. We would never dream that mayors and governors could be so wicked, that school boards could be so wicked. Really the ugly underbelly of our fellow Americans, we saw it and it's hideous. That's good right there. Wow. Wild. That's insane. No, you're gonna hear this because you- Yeah. And and here's the kicker. I, I wrote an article a few weeks back for George Magazine about this whole thing, telling stories of different parents who've been through similar. And in the process of that article, researching it, I found some emails that had been FOIA'd that went between members of the National School Board Association. And in one of the emails, I was identified, the only parent specifically identified in that whole thing. I was probably, well, I was the first and only parent specifically mentioned. And we had had a a Vail School District board meeting on April, this was prior to that second arrest, but April 27th of 2021, I was the first person into that. That's that picture showing me scooting past the, the, the guy that's checking people in. And I realized I I was directly targeted, me and my family, which is yeah. why after, after this went to trial, the three dads, the others got let off with a slap on the wrist. Like the one dad got a $250 fine. They sentenced me to a hundred days in jail and ten thousand dollars in fines, mm. and all I did was sit. What? I didn't do anything. In fact, I called. We called the police first. We called the police on them. <gasps> I called the state senator to get advice for the dad, but they immediately the day after the the Vale School District staff went out and did this whole Jesse Smollett. Oh, they were you know the principal's a female. She's crying, and oh, they were so scary. And um, the media around the world had me trying to zip tie, kidnap, and arrest a principal, oh. and that did not happen. We oh. went, we went to speak out for a kid because people were coming to our coffee shop. By this time, we were like the hub of freedom. All the people against the vaccine mandates would would meet there and organize, and people were coming saying, "Look, these school policies are killing our children." In our own neighborhood, a kid committed suicide right near our house. He blew his brains out. Like, and we were trying to tell the school district, these policies are killing children. COVID's not killing children. These policies are. But what did they do? They demonized the parents. And then they turned it into not only like, you guys are too aggressive, but you're actually terrorists. You know, who were the terrorists? Who was killing the children? They were killing them and they know it. And that's why I'm going to Washington, D.C. next month. That's why. Uh, Jim Jordan's office and several other congressmen have been investigating this at my request since July. And I want to get this tried in front of Congress. And I want these scumbags to be held responsible. There's still a warrant for my arrest in Tucson. Wow. Because so what's, the, 
So tell us about this DC trip. What's going on with that? So, um, so back July 7th, just prior to that, I had sent a letter to a bunch of members of Congress and, uh, through, a, some contract work I did, I had the opportunity last year, opportunity, I, maybe, I don't know, going to Washington DC is that an opportunity <laughs> or, or a trial, but, uh, I got to meet a whole bunch of congressmen. So I sent out this letter saying, look, you know, they, they've targeted school parents. Here's my story. Here's some others. There was a, a school mom in Sao Rita, which is near Tucson, who was put into county prison for five days to, quote, teach her a lesson simply because she didn't want to leave the school until they gave her answers, which I would maintain you have the right to do. They, they even uh, they even handcuffed her 16-year-old daughter at the school. I mean, this this is like Gestapo crap going on, you know? So I two days later, I got a response back from one of the teams and they said, give us all the information. So I've been communicating with members of Congress for months. I've spent, yeah. you know, years now making connections, getting the story out, traveling at my own expense. And, you know, we ended up moving to Tennessee and there were a lot of reasons. Part was to be closer to DC and New York for my work, but um, also because we just couldn't stay there anymore. I mean, the guy who had threatened multiple times to kill my family sued us, took us to court. For and we, we know he was tied to the Pima County government. Are you, I, oh, my gosh. Our, our, oh, our, you've been through it. I'm oh. telling you, it's not even half oh. the story. So we got out here. Um, we filed notice of appeal the next day. My lawyer was like, this is absolute bullshit. Like, here, let me give you an example. Yeah. Uh, my lawyer gets... Diane Vargo, the principal up on the stand, he says, did Mr. Walker take a step toward you? No. Did he raise his voice? No. Did he attempt to arrest you? No. And he sits down. The prosecutor gets up and says, Ms. Vargo, did you feel like Mr. Walker could have done those things? Did you feel like Mr. Walker, isn't Mr. Walker large and frightening? Did you feel? <sighs> you don't, this isn't minority report. You don't, you don't convict somebody based on somebody's feelings, but you know, so we filed this notice of, uh, of um, appeal. My lawyer said, you're absolutely going to win that. This was, this was a farce. And by the way, you can look at this, this principle uh, just months before my trial, the magistrate commission unanimously strongly recommended against reappointing her. They said she's abusive toward parties. She doesn't have even a, a basic understanding of the law and she has an erratic temperament. That's the judge. That so, her children. <laughs> so I'm, we move out to Tennessee, pick up our family, move. They seize this $10,000 from our home sale without even giving us notice. We had to get a lawyer just to help us be able to close on the house because we had a buyer. We're going to close. They said, oh, there's a lien on the house. What, like homeowners dues? No. And by the way, just and then they seized it. And the same lawyer we had to pay him more. He said, you have to give that $10,000 back. You're, you're in violation of the Arizona Homestead Act. They said, we don't care. We're not giving it back. So at that point, I said, you know what? I'm done. I'm not playing their game. I'm not going to appeal. They just stole my money. And it's another $10,000 to lay down a, as a retainer for a lawyer for an appeal. Right. And I'm thinking, whatever you do, they win. Because even if you win the appeal, now you spent all this money and time. Mm -hmm. I, I, had, I had lost my... Well, after the first arrest, I was cancel cultured out of that job. Then I'm out here. My contract work dries up and I'm thinking like, what do we do now? 
And I just defied it, decided I'm going to defy them. I wrote a series on realfreedomtalk.com. It's called The Art of Defiance. It's a three-part series. And I showed that the founding fathers not only said we have a right to evaluate our magistrates and defy them if they're crooked, they said you have a duty to do that. So I decided I'm going to defy them. I'm not going to appeal. Okay, I have a criminal record right now. All misdemeanors, by the way. If I had actually done the things they said, I would have been charged with felonies. They knew they couldn't do felonies. It was a crock. And at first it was misdemeanor three trespassing, which is, I looked it up, it's literally between a parking ticket and loitering in severity. Misdemeanor three trespassing. They sent five police officers to deliver me this piece of paper three days after that event on a Sunday night when I was watching a movie with my family. I mean, this is utter raw, naked political persecution is all that it is. So I've been fighting this and I'm going to DC. Uh, I'm going with Seek Smith from Mom Army and Dad Army. I've got a, a great okay. lawyer now that, that Victor Marks uh, told him about my story. Awesome. Um, I've got others coming with me and this is a pre-meeting and we're already discussing um, a hearing before the Senate Committee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Wow. And I want to take this, I don't know how all this works, right? I'm just a, just a dude, but uh, I want to take this in the direction where some states will introduce legislation to make themselves sanctuary states for people who are being domestically politically persecuted. There so like our friend Siaka Masakoy, he could go to Tennessee and say, hey, I'm being railroaded here. I'm being politically persecuted. This is lawfare against me and my family. The state could say, all right, you can apply for this. We're going to evaluate your case. And in the meantime, we're giving you asylum in our state. And I would love for that to happen. I feel like Tennessee would be one of those states. Tennessee leads the way in so yeah. many different, like, like I've told this story before where it's like in Oregon, I'd read the headlines. And I'm just like, Jesus, every day. It's just like, God, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. they can't actually be trying to do this. It was just day after day, especially like 2020. And then in Tennessee, I read the headlines and it's like, hell yeah. Like every time it's like they defund Planned Parenthood. Oh, they made abortion illegal. Wow. Look at Don't that. you feel they, like you've moved back to America? Yeah, I know. It's like full constitutional carry. They, uh, they, they made ivermectin legal over the counter. Like I have one question though. Did you see that article that was like this last week or so that something about Tennessee uh, in the FDA making uh, vaccines or excuse me, something about informed consent that they could put vaccines in food. I don't know. Uh, okay. Something horrifying with Tennessee. Well, let me see because, because I know that they were passing the bills to make the MRNA meat illegal here. Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm looking at something about informed consent and Tennessee. Just to be aware that okay, okay. it's still evil about. Um, excuse oh. me. Could I have some extra mitochondria in my steak? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take uh, the ranch RNA roast. Oh, the Caesar with the spike protein. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, there's a. Uh, okay, so there's this. It says new informed consent laws complicating vaccines for children in Tennessee. When okay, Sherry Levan took her four-year-old grandson for his annual well-child visit in June, it seemed like an appropriate time to get the standard vaccines Tennessee requires for pre-kindergarten. But the doctor's office refused to administer the range of vaccines, which protect from debilitating I disease. Like I like yeah. this story. Citing a new state law that medical professionals and child advocates in Tennessee now say is complicating once routine uh, 
who are not okay. The law sponsored by Republican lawmakers who resisted vaccination requirements during the COVID nineteen pandemic required doctors to obtain informed consent from the parent or legal guardian great. of a minor before yeah. administering a vaccine. This is that's great sound, news. That sounds great to me. But, yeah. but they're, they're they're spinning they're spinning the fact that forget the everything parent, I said. They, they're this is spinning awesome. the they're, this this article. This is the Tennessean. Okay, fuck the Tennessean. Whatever this fucking piece of shit <laughs> news outlet is, they're literally trying to say that getting a informed consent from the parent is complicating the vaccination process. Good. I, and and oh. you got you got to love how unobjective they are. The vaccines oh which protect children. Yeah, from from debilitating diseases such as polio and measles. Are you sure about that, bitch? Are you sure about that? Measles. Don't even get me started. I'll tell you how dishonest. Well, not that you need me to say this. How dishonest the media is. But uh, I had TV cameras stuck in my face a lot there in Tucson, and I remember one time I said something along the lines of, um, "Some people think you should wear a mask." Other people think you shouldn't wear a mask. What comes out on the news? You shouldn't wear a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. You shouldn't wear a mask. I I, I agree. But, you know, you're trying to run a business. You want to make people feel comfortable with the decisions they're making. But it was was just that dishonest. Wow. Well, I'm so grateful that you kept up on this fight because this is a really scary precedence that they tried to set with making parents domestic terrorists just for coming into a school building you know like as a parent myself that's that is the most frightening thing to think that you could go try to stand up for your child and then have it turned on you like a 180 and then have what kind of repercussions and then you know especially we talked i think we talked about it on our last episode but or maybe it was before but when you know this another pandemic scandemic comes around and they're already warning us it's going well, to probably affect children. And yeah. this is how they treated us when they thought we were just grandma killers. Well, Wait and, until they yeah. think we're killing children. And then they're really going to be upset with us. And, you know, we will be arrested for going to schools and stuff if we don't stop this evil. So These people are brutal and dishonest. They're a bunch of communists. And, you know, after that stupid three-day trial for misdemeanor three trespassing, which they, they added on three other misdemeanors as well, which were demonstrably... Like the the superintendent of schools had written an email to all staff after the the day after the event saying the situation was resolved peacefully and the learning environment wasn't uh, interrupted. Guess what? One of the misdemeanors they tacked on uh, disrupting an educational institution. The judge wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't even consider it. I'm like, what kind of crackerjack court is it? And then toward the end, the the judge ordered me not to not to speak about this anymore and describe my social media. Well, Geraldine Hale, fuck you. I'm going to talk about it even more. Yeah. You don't, you don't, get, to, you don't get to take media? my First Amendment rights. No. No. And I, and I love that. How love old that. is this fucking judge? Geraldine? She's, she's, what the fuck? She's a big rotund. <laughs> what's her name? What's, what's her name? What's it, what's it, Geraldine what? Which is fine. But like, there's this anti-white sentiment out there. And the, by the way, people, oh, you're a white supremacist. Well, the other two dads were brown. One was was an Indian, dot, dot Indian. The other one, uh, actually, Guamese background, but both of them brown. You know, but there, there's also this element of that. Like, you're a big, tall, white guy. You must be bad. Mm-hmm. Did it's, you say it was Ger- so Geraldine Hale? Did you say it was Geraldine Hale? Hale? Yeah, I could send you that article. No, 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 no. Look at this. This is hilarious. I found this. This is like the first thing that popped up. This is like absolutely hilarious. This is an article. It says it's from the Tucson.com magazine. 
Stop. It's time to stop the attacks against Judge Geraldine Hale. Can you guys just stop? Can you guys just leave the judge alone? Yeah, because what? you're right. We don't like it. We don't like your rights. Look, this was a recent article, September of 2023. Yeah, 2023. Just stop it, you guys. Well, you know, you what's interesting is there's another article I'm looking for right now. but sir. Uh, no, that's an obituary for someone. Judge Geraldine Hale, that's probably Okay, right. Tucson City yeah. Council reappoints judge despite... Okay, I'm going to send this one to you because this one is is the one that really slices okay. her to ribbons. I got it right here. Tucson City yep. Council reappoints judge despite commission's recommendation. So this is other judges, lawyers, prosecutors, everybody's saying, oh, dude, no, not her. No, not Geraldine Hale. I'm trying to find, is this her? Is this her? No, no, she's, no. no. Damn. I, did, I had the trouble right finding a picture of her. Okay, oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to find her. Watch this. I'm going to find or her. We're going to find you. Yeah, that's You're just me. Uh, if Pocahontas ate Steve Christie, that's. Oh, <laughs> nice. Hail Tucson. <laughs> um. Okay, okay. Unbelievable. I'm allowed to say that because I'm more Native American than um, Elizabeth Warren. Any of these? Is it this lady? Nope. No. Nope. Damn. None, None of them. They like scrubbed her off the internet. Damn. They're they're like they they know that she's not a good representation of. I find out that one in the middle. I wouldn't want to see. No. Bikini. <laughs> Did she have that leather sun baked look like everybody in Tucson has? Uh, I don't know. She just had this look of just help. I've fallen and I can't get up. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Is this a black queen or a white queen? Uh, probably uh, Tahona Odom or Hispanic mix. And by the way, I, I don't, I, I'm fluent in Spanish. I've, I've taught on the border. I, I've done humanitarian work. I don't care about races, but what I care about is constantly looking at what somebody's race is and making that a factor. And, you know, for, for people to continually call me a white supremacist, it's like, it has nothing to do with that. When I see kids dying because the schools are getting paid to implement horrendous policies, that has nothing to do with race. That's like, stop killing our children, damn it. What an unorthodox first name for a Hispanic woman, Geraldine. It's a very, um, it's a very Midwest. Geraldine. You're, you're it was, uh, it's just a very unorthodox name. I don't know. I don't know. But, but, and um, the other judge, the judge who he actually ruled on on the, the the dad who had the kid in school, he ruled on orders of protection. He ended up dismissing them. He said, "I watched the video." Uh, Antonio Riojas, Hispanic, by the way. So I'm I'm, I'm equal opportunity here. Uh, he says, I watched the entire video. You guys didn't get up. You didn't uh, yell. You didn't curse. He said, that's not disorderly conduct. And then he turns to, because the entire freaking school, like the, the superintendent of schools, the principal, the vice principal, all these people are like taking the day off, even for scheduling hearings that nobody goes to, right? So he turns to this little mob and he says, all they did was disagree with you. They have a right to do that. And you don't get to tell them how. So I'm like, hey, there's one honest judge in Tucson. Unfortunately, he wasn't mine. And unfortunately, he didn't preside over any of the three trials for the dads. And you know they did that on purpose, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just cherry picked which judge they would have liked. 
well, Geraldine. Of course they did. And I found out later that that school board meeting that I went to, which by the way, that picture where I'm squeezing by, there's one heading, they used it more than once that uh, Walker barges into school board meeting. <laughs> I was literally saying, excuse me, I'm going to go to the dirty non-maskers room over here. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but um, gosh, uh, oh, what I was going to say about that is even before I ever went to that school board meeting. So by this time, you know, I've been arrested once. I have a platform. Everybody knows Viva Coffee House is this stronghold against this tyranny. Uh, a, a sheriff's lieutenant who came into our shop a lot, he's become a friend. He told me, you know what, before you ever went to that meeting, uh, John Carruth, the superintendent of Ale Schools, called our department, called our, our office and said, they want they want us to profile you, to watch you. Wow. And their response what? was, this isn't the Soviet Union. So all of this was a setup. All of this has been political persecution. Uh, they, they were caught spying on, on me and an ER doctor uh, monitoring us. I mean, this is this. I'm going to I'm going to take their lunch, man. I'm I'm not going to stop. They don't understand. You know, get me in a little trial, take our family's money, delay our being able to get back into a house. All that's par for the course, because you're going to have to kill me to stop me, mm. because this is about our country. This is about our children's future. Anything you do to me is less than what my forefathers did, which was running into gunfire, storming beaches. So do your worst. And see what happens. Mm, I love that. Yep, That's absolutely. Nice. I'm not going to say it's been That's easy. It's been very spirit. It's been very stressful for our family. But this is the spirit that all Americans need to have, mm -hmm. and people around the world are doing this, which is great. You you have to be willing to put it all on the line for what you value the most. Mm -hmm. And in your case, you know your autonomy to say I'm not taking an untested, and it's mm -hmm. not a vaccine. You know that I'm not taking an untested substance in my body, you can't make me do it. Yep. We have to have that fortitude. And I was or at the very least, at the very least, I get to pick and choose which untested substances go into my body. That's I'm not saying I'll never do it. I'm certain if somebody told me that if they could tell me that I could get down to 170 and it was all muscle, I would do it. I, I would do it. There you go. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. Pick your poison. There you go. Allow us to pick our poison. Yeah, man. I mean, live free or die. That's that is plant improvised explosive devices around government buildings. And if they don't go off, great, you won't get arrested. And if they do, then you've succeeded. Welcome. I to mean, heaven. I mean, that's what that's that's their tactics. They plant uh, improvised explosive devices around uh, federal buildings, and then they just like. Actually, that's like all that January 6th is coming out, all that stuff about January 6th. With like yeah, I've seen the pipe bomb. Yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, there's just a pipe bomb over there. No big deal. It's all good. Well, I, I told David Summerall from StopHate.com, he helps the J6 people a lot. Wonderful guy. I, I said, I wasn't even at J6, and we've gotten similar treatment. Um, by the way, I didn't go to jail. I'm not going to go to jail. I refuse. I'm not going to be locked up for helping children, no. you know. Yeah. You guys have got me saying bad language words now, but you know it's okay. See, it's I gotta show you. I gotta show you this. That's what we do on Unjected here. We're it's the late night. Bad late night. Oh my God! It's Chuck oh. Schumer. He's tied up and bloody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that scene in Reservoir Dogs where he's like, "I got a surprise for you." Opens up the trunk. It's Chuck Schumer. It's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
But I, I, I had never seen your intro before. That's awesome that all those news stories just tried to make you look bad. Free publicity, you know. That's totally. right. For you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was <laughs> like 2021. With yeah. Us. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah, right I'd... there with you, being called names and all sorts of leaps and jumps to conclusions. Like, you guys are eugenists, Nazis, just Nazis. because you advocate um, protecting your DNA. You're like, whoa, pump yep, the brakes. Yep, I don't yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And there have so. been so many things where the media, the powers that be, have tried to discount valid points, discount actual science, and then when they're proven wrong, they just kind of slowly fade back on it. Right. Go into the yeah. shadows. We got to hold them accountable. They can't. They're not going to get away with this. No. Yeah. Yeah, when they're, when they're presented, when they're confronted with the bullshit of their own narrative right in their face, then they just they just they just act like it doesn't even exist. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't want to get into a whole thing. Did you guys see that Putin interview last night? The the Tucker. I haven't seen it. Okay, well, the the part that really I thought was like it's it's I don't know it's boring or whatever. Fuck Tucker because he interviewed uh, Kevin Spacey on like Christmas Day. Like like I really? like I yes he interviewed oh, Kevin Spacey oh and that guy's an admitted child molester like he has admitted to like molesting like 14 year old boys and three of his accusers are dead now so fuck kevin spacey fuck carlson for that but that interview was good because yeah putin probably killed him but but there was this funny part where like you know tucker asked him like he goes uh he goes so what would it take to end the war in ukraine like what what would it take for us to to end it something to that effect and uh putin's like well we're not going to stop until we get rid of all the nazis in ukraine and it's like, uh, uh, and it's like all the lefties probably that have been wearing their little Ukraine pins this whole time are like, what does he mean? There's Nazis in Ukraine. It's like, you know what? Yeah, bro. That's what we've been saying for two years. Like the Azov battalion, the neo-Nazi battalions in Ukraine. Like that's what you guys are supporting. As you know what? They probably added a double in yeah. Ukraine flag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, what? Putin's exactly. so mean. Exactly. That's not true. Yeah. Do you want to know? Do you want to know my favorite portion of the interview? This was 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 my favorite. It was when uh, Tucker Carlson said something about like, who would you prefer get in to the presidency? Something like that. And he goes, or like, how do you feel about Biden versus Trump? Something. Something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he goes, or no, actually, you know what it was? Did you uh, medal in the election in 2020? That's what the question was. And he goes, no we don't really need to meddle in your elections because it doesn't really matter who gets elected. The same people run it anyway. Yeah. There's no need for us to get involved. And I was like, all right, well that's probably that aligns with sentiment that I have uh, found to be quite true. Totally. Ooh, I got to watch that part. It's good. It's good. But it's like so much of it, like what you're saying there, like the neo-Nazi thing. It's like, it's like when their narrative gets thrown back in their face, and it's indisputable. Like they just backpedal. They just act like it doesn't happen, and they just double down. It's just shocking to see. And then in all these cases, you know, whether we're talking, um, you know, like 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 persecution from the criminal justice system, or just like anything related to the whole COVID vaccine narrative, like it's all coming out. And then the emperor has absolutely no clothes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, but still, it's just like, but they, but still, the the agenda rolls on. But I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be able to, they're not gonna be able to keep it up much longer. I don't know. Nope. Or maybe they will. They probably Let's will. Hope not. I, I mean, yeah. Well, there's so, an, there's a hollowness that, that is allowed when it comes to narratives. 
in America as long as this the right particular corporations and and media outlets hold it up. So it doesn't it doesn't have to. We saw it in the twenty sixteen election. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to hold any substance. They said that Hillary Clinton was going to murder Donald Trump in that first election, and that was that the, that type of reporting was going on for like two straight years. It was crazy, and so and that held obviously no substance. So the one of the bad things about these narratives is that they extend themselves extend themselves long past when everybody has realized they have no substance to them. Okay, so. It will continue on, even though there is no substance. The question becomes, what does the hollow narrative do? You know, the, this sort of weird extension of the hollow portion of this narrative do. Does it, do they use it to parlay it into something else? Do they, you know, because they can't continue to, to try to demonize people who don't want to get the vaccine or don't want to wear a mask. I mean, that's gone. It's just, it's not. There's nothing, there's no influence they have from a social perspective in those two points, those two topics anymore. So what does the hollow extension of this narrative do? My best guess is they're going to try to sort of have a fluid transition into something else. They just move on to the next thing. Yeah. You're anti-trans. They're never going to come back and apologize. They're never going to come back and say, you know what? We're sorry we destroyed your business because- Look, they falsely portrayed us as being anti-maskers. Personally, yes, but we, we just said, you know, choose, make your choice. The the Pima County COVID declarations, right on the title, it said, if six-foot spacing can't be maintained, which if that's in the title, if you can keep that spacing, none of this applies, right? Mm-hmm. So we, and by the way, we never failed an inspection, not once. Not once. But do you think they're going to come back and say, yeah, we made all this stuff up. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. No, no, nope, they'll never admit fault, never admit defeat. No. They're, just gonna keep They're not ready down. for that yet. Nope. No, someday, someday. So, well, shoot, guys, this has been fun. This yeah. has been fun. Kelly, Kelly. Where, yeah, where can everybody follow you and find your awesome work that you're doing? Sure. So, uh, go to realfreedomtalk.com. I write articles regularly. Um, this is I, a series. I do a show, Freedom Talk TV. The shows are at the bottom there. Um, and then if you'd like to, oh, and I just launched Fathering in a World Gone Mad, which is an eight-part series. It includes uh, Victor Marks. Uh, you can see all the people here, Eric Texas, Sheriff Mark Lamb, so on and so this forth. This is awesome, you know? man. Hell that yeah. is so cool. Oh, the Teddy Roosevelt one is so much fun because yeah. it's – Actually, Joe Wiegand, who has portrayed Teddy Roosevelt for years. In fact, my, my I have five kids. My oldest two from re- previous engagement there uh, are 23 and 19 now. But when they were little, I took them to see this in Bend, Oregon. This Teddy Roosevelt impersonator was there. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked him up again. And so he does a whole session in character, which is great. But wow. um, if you'd like to support what we're doing, because I am doing this all at my expense. I'm, I'm charging forward, going to Washington, D.C., doing all these things, you can go to uh, givesendgo.com slash freedom talk. Cool. Yeah, givesendgo forward slash freedom talk. Let's do Got that. Got some fun merch there. but Yep, yep, yep. Um, if you ever do a, a, a thread of advice on stepfathering, I've got some ideas. <laughs> awesome. 
<laughs> well, actually, and I, I have this book too. This comes with the course. It's okay. Ooh. Cool. Um, are That's you are awesome. a stepfather, Zach? No, but I was going to encourage everybody to be quite mean to toughen <laughs> them up and make them rough around the edges. It's important that children go through some level of adversity when they're young, and who best to administer that adversity than a parent who, uh, even even the most loved of stepchildren, know that they could never fully love them like you a are the parent. You know, I well, I, is I am a product of divorce. Maybe that's why I would like to. If I was like, listen, all stepfathers out there, don't. I mean, not not hard, but hit them. Like, <laughs> you know. Oh man, I, I just had Bryce Eddy on yesterday, and he was talking about corporal punishment. He said we ought to bring caning back for crimes. No, it might solve some of our problems in the world. I, yeah. I gotta I say know. this since you're unjected uh, at, at forty years old. I became single again. I had boys that were then six and nine. And I, I dated like three women before I met my wife. And I thought, you know, probably someone around my age would be good. It turns out she's 15 years younger than me. Mm -hmm. High five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, high five. And she, it was great. She's like 20. And you're what, 30? Me? No, I'm 54. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just yeah. yeah, I hope she's not fifty. There you go. I know there was a late. There was that late. That was a latency. That was a latency. Yeah. Late. We had to move to West Virginia for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you're saying I'm forty, so you're saying there's hope. All right. There you go. There is, oh yeah, there is hope. But I had no clue because I thought I'm older. I have kids. Like I have a hard time finding someone. Dude, I was like, I was a magnet. Like all these women just because they like <laughs> older guys with their stuff together, you know. There you go. There you go. That's, that's because there's not very many men out in the world. So it's like if you see a man that's acting like a man, you're like, <laughs> that's probably, well, that's part of what we're doing. Target. That's part of what we're doing too, because I, I am a man. I, you know, you can assume the pronoun here, but I'm, I'm training men. I'm, I, I have the book guidebook for a son. I have the fathering series. I love uh, and we, we need, in fact, um, I just put up the session with Bryce Eddy and we're talking about, uh, you know, don't be afraid to be a man. We we need men. And Bryce loved this because I said, we were talking about toxic man masculinity. I said, I talk about tonic masculinity because we are the medicine that the world needs. We are the cure that the world needs right now. Ooh, Not the damn uh, vaccine, but like real men, we're, we're not a parody. We're not abusive. We're, you know, we don't generally like, well, maybe we sometimes eat chips off our stomach or something, but you know, like we're not troglodytes. We actually, yeah. we have feelings. We can be nurturing. That's what a real man is. He's steel and velvet. He's, he's yeah. tender and tough. So, yeah. 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 Exactly. Here's toxic masculinity right here. Look at that. My hand is just shredded from oh, awesome. building houses all day. That's fucking it right there. But really, women that, out there are swooning yeah. watching this. Right yeah. That's toxic masculinity <laughs> right there. Speaking of you guys, speaking of, if you want to go swoon, head over to unjected.com. Yeah. Look at the brand that like the, the, the website got a nice little facelift. Tonic masculinity. masculinity. There's and all our unjected couples, amazing unjected couples. But yeah, go watch the video with Shelby on there. Go check out the new look at unjected.com. We got the new subscription tiers up. Um, we got the whole new membership thing going, and we got some all the upgrades coming, you guys. I like I, like so soon. Like you, you won't even believe it. 
Like by by this time next week, like we're hoping that that's all we're going to talk about. <sighs> exactly. Yes. So just hang in there a little bit longer, but yes, all the upgrades, all the beautiful things are coming, awesome. but, uh, injected.com you guys. Injected.com. Thank you for what you guys do. I'd love to have you on my show as well. Thank you. Let us we know anything that. we can do to promote you. It's a great service that you're doing. Thank you. And likewise, we, I, I, all of our men that are coming to injected probably would really love to have this information that you're providing. So I think that there's, there's a divine collaboration to be had. There you <laughs> go. We'll figure, we'll figure something out. I mean, I'd love to get it to you where maybe your members could get it for like a really good discount or something like that. Yeah. Likewise, go. we can do that for you guys too. Let's do oh, it. We'll, we'll connect. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us and, and being a fighter for the truth and for the light. And, you know, we need more people like you doing that. So truly, thank you for your service to the to the earth. There you go. Thank you, awesome. guys. I, I got to say, like, step boldly forward. Push yourself into areas. Face your fears. Because, look, I'll, I'll be honest. I've been in situations where it's been really tough, really stressful. And I didn't know what was going to happen, but I'm still here and I'm still kicking. And, you know, they've thrown everything they can at me. So be strong, be brave, surround yourself by good people like these guys. Yeah. Oh. That's what's up. That's a, oh, lovely, that's a, a good perfect catchphrase. message. Yep. 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 And, and our little catchphrase, which is uh, stay natural, stay free, oh. stay injected. Stay injected. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace. Right on. Peace, guys. Thanks, guys.